Blog Talk Radio. Party, one your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Happy February. About that time. Oh, yes. Woo. How you doing tonight, Kettle? I'm fine. How about you guys? How you doing over there? Everything's cool. I'm good. All right. I'm so up. Cool. Good in the neighborhood. Gang. All right. Happy Black History Month. Mm-hmm. All right. Give us our quota. Yeah, we got to get I'm it in. Mad. I'm still mad we're getting the shortest month. <laughs> uh, 29, day, 29 days this year instead of 28 at least. Oh, oh, yeah, oh the added one day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it's a leap year, so we'll get another one in, what, four more years? So y'all better act like you know. Make it count. All right, Papa Didi, how are we going to open the discussion tonight? All right, the question that I'm asking is why, okay? Okay. That's what I don't get. I just want to know why. I need y'all to help me with some therapy tonight and give me y'all opinion on it. Uh-oh. You know, as you know, on Friday, I usually come up on a train from up north, you know. And I get a business class ticket, right? Now, in the business class area, you it's supposed to be unlimited drinks for, non-alcohol drinks for business class passengers, you know, unlimited. So I go up there and I ask the guy for two uh, sparkling waters. Now, this is a brother now, Okay. Now, I guess this guy thinks that this is my first time drinking sparkling water. He's treating the sparkling water like champagne or something, okay? Mm-hmm. So he tells me you're going to get one, one, one water per ticket, which was completely wrong, you know? I mean, he just marginalized me, like, right off the bat. I don't know if it was because I had a baseball cap on or I had brown skin, and this was a black guy, older guy. But he looked at me like as soon as I asked for sparkling water, like I like I went top shelf on now if I would ask for regular water, maybe he would have gave me two, but what what the hell does sparkling and what even Perrier? It was the other kind, the uh what's that called? Par, uh, Paringo? Pellegrino, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that that's any different. But why did this man marginalize me like that? And why did he feel like he was so familiar with my black ass, with him being black, that he can just sit there and discipline me like a damn child. Mm. Now, I didn't go in on him knowing I was completely correct because I ride the train all the time. So I just said, and then I said, I said, I can't believe this shit. Then he said, oh, you cursing at me now. I was like, what the fuck crawled up his ass? (laughs) You know, so tell me, 
what was it that made this black man? Mm. Wasn't nobody else around. And I told him before I left, I said, if I was a white man, would you have treated me like this, brother? He said, oh, now you're going to... Now you're going to play the race card on me. I said, motherfucker, you play the race card on me first. You know, there you go again, cursing again. Boy, I tell you what, if I wasn't a mature conservative man, I would have knocked the shit out of him. What do y'all think about that? Well, I'll go first. Yeah, go first. It sounds like he didn't even remember that it's Black History Month. Yeah, we just getting started. Why? Why is he acting like, this this Pellegrino is coming out of his private stash. Mm-hmm. And business tickets have unlimited non-alcohol beverages. Well, he must not be aware of that. Because he sure was acting like he was rationing it out. So, I don't know. Sounds like he might <clears throat> be having a bad day. Or he got some self-hatred going on. And he looked at you and said, I ain't giving you nothing extra. You get one because I said so. That could have been a, just a little power trip. But why is it always familiarity with black people or people feel like it just talk to us like we're like we know them or like I we're in, on, his, on the street at his flea market table or some that's, shit? That's just my take on it. All right, I'm sorry. I don't know. What you think, Kevin? Well, my motto is kill him with kindness. That's what I would do. I mean, but I, I, I feel you probably feeling some kind of Oh, no, no. I, I just wanted to get my... I wanted to get my, my uh, water and get on my way. I wasn't trying to give him mm-hmm. no fucking kindness. We weren't even yeah. in that category. I mean, he no, even sat and made me wait while I, he was... I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, that's, that's my motto. I, that's my motto, kill him with kindness. I, I don't have time for attitudes, this, that, or I'm feeling at the time. I want to get what I want to get and get on down the road. That's just me. Yeah, pretty um, much. But, but, you know, I, I think you throw some kind of way. Sometimes, you know, you, you got to pull out that card, <laughs> that race card. You know, people treat me, you know, not going to treat me in, in such this way. But uh, there's a time and place for everything, I guess. That's you know, my thing. Yeah. I try not to make a scene because, you know, you don't yeah, want to really yeah. draw no attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he was just having a bad day and took it out on you. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah, what are you going to do? All righty. I appreciate y'all giving me that therapy tonight. <laughs> we got you covered. So that shit blew my mind. Oh, you are. That's what we're here for. I mean, you know. Sometimes you take a grain of salt and just throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> And keep rocking and rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Like, um, I well, was, um, well, let me just add this. I was in the uh, uh, supermarket the other day, a market I usually don't go to. And so I go out there looking for particular items. I got everything I needed. So I go to the deli. I said, okay, let me treat myself. Give me a little something, something from the deli. Nobody there. Okay, I leave there again. Go get what I'm going to get. Come back. Still nobody there. So it's this employee, it's two of them there. One is talking to a a, a, a customer, well, I sound like a friend. And the other girl was on the other end. So I said, excuse me, excuse me, is anybody working down here? You know, can I get some help? Oh, there's nobody hmm. down there. I said, okay, thank you very much. I took my little <laughs> double S out of there, and I kept moving. I wasn't tripping. I said, okay, that's okay. I was, I, you know, 
in the past, I was going to a manager, yada, yada, yada. I was saying your time. So I did <laughs> I said, thank you very much. And kept moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. You, you reminded me of one morning. I, I had a, a sale paper from, uh-huh. I'm not going to say their name, but this particular supermarket chain. They had a sale mm-hmm. advertised on crab legs. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I better get there early because, you know, they're on sale, so I better get there early. I get there mm-hmm. early, like around 9 in the morning. I go over there to the seafood department. Lights out, nobody there. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> is anybody around? <laughs> anybody working? You know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I walk further down, and I find another employee putting stuff on a shelf in the dairy department which was like mm-hmm. 10 paces away from where the seafood was. And I said, excuse me, can I get some help over in the seafood? That person looked back and saw no lights on and said, uh, yeah, the person who works there is not here, and the other two people called out sick, so I don't know when they're going to open that. I was like, what? <laughs> you can't get I your said, well, items. Yeah, and I said, well, is there any managers around? They said, well, you can go up front and look around, but I don't know when they're going to get that department open. And I was like, okay. And I walked on out of there. And as I'm walking away, I'm thinking, so only one person can work this department? So if that person went out and got hit by a bus, that department just goes dark the rest of the day? I said, this is the dumbest thing. I, I yeah. just went ahead, got back in my car. I said this was a waste of my time and gas. Right so on. I ended up with no crab legs, and I was ticked off. Well, <laughs> uh, all right. Let me let me throw one more out there at you. <laughs> okay. All right. This is short and sweet. When I was heading mm-hmm. to the train station from up north today, I caught a cab, and you know he's one of my regulars. You know, I asked him. Uh, I give him another five bucks if he could stop at the post office first so I can mail a letter. All right? I said, I go in and get some stamps on there, yada, yada, you know, mail it out, whatever. I go in there. I look up, and soon before I even go inside the area of the post office, there's a line, and only they're only letting a few people in at a time. But I, I, I wasn't that far back on the line. But I was far enough to look through the glass door and see what was going on. The one person was in there like, for like 10 minutes, whatever they were finishing. And then I've seen some foreigners behind this person here that was at the counter, and they wanted to certify a thing. So they go to the counter, and they go to the counter, and on the cert- certified thing, you got the return receipt, and you got the other one that goes on the envelope. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even filled out. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm looking at they just holding that loose. I guess they're going to go to the counter and ask the lady how to do it. They were like brain dead on that. And then another lady who was in the post office already, she's in there just filling, she putting her box together. Mm-hmm. And I'm out, it's only one person in there. One person working? Working. Oh, I'm God. outside with like six people in line. I was like, so I went back to the cab driver and said, all right, man, figure it, just take me to train station. <laughs> I mean, he was willing to wait about 10 minutes, but I swear I would have been in that line about a half hour. One person, six people in the line, three people already in there, and it, it chaotic. It was just chaotic. I was like, wow. It's hard mm-hmm. out here for them. Man, 
Our it time is. now, Davis. What is going on with customer service? There's no customer service. Our time service is so wasted end. today. Yeah. Customer service is dead. Our time is wasted. Yeah. And they just talked about um, laying off some people at, uh, was it uh hospital or something? I mm. said, oh, boy, we in trouble. I think GW here in uh, the district. I said, we in trouble now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know boy. Help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's getting bad. But all right, mm-hmm. let's get into the rundown mm-hmm. for tonight. What you got for us, Kyle? Okay. Thank you for that start, Papa. That was a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, Make get it our juices flowing. Yeah, for sure. Um, our in focus tonight, teen is accused of orchestrating hundreds of, what's that, swatting? Also, swatting. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. is, yeah. oh, swatting, I'm sorry. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. in Senate hearing on Internet child safety. And also, Jack, uh, Jackie Robinson's statue is destroyed. Our cocktail of the week tonight, I got a good one. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. New Orleans Steve steals 17 cakes from bakery. What the heck? Okay. Also, women survived getting compacted in garage truck and pigeon suspected of being Chinese spy. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying with red wine, another one gone home. Living for the city, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss-it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of The Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on The Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time to get in focus. And uh, Kettle, you've got the first focus. So what are you uh, focusing on tonight? Okay. Um, this teenager here in California accused of being behind a flurry of swatting Incident country targeting schools and the homes of FBI agents has um, been arrested in um, connection with um, a swatting attempt at a Florida mosque last year. His name is Alan Winston Filion. He's only 17. Was arrested last month at his home in Lancaster, California, and extradited to Florida on Tuesday. He was charged as an adult on four felonies, including charges related to false reporting uh, that triggered law enforcement's response. He also entered a not guilty plea to the charges. He is um, being held without bail um, at the uh, J.E. Polk Correctional Facility. Um, 
Billion is allegedly behind hundreds of swatting incidents across the country targeting high schools, preferably black colleges. So is this a white guy or is he black? He's white. And, and, okay, in the homes of FBI agents as well. In May of last year, deputies from the um, Seminole County law enforcement responded to a caller who said he was armed with a handgun and spoke and was entering um, this mosque in um, Sanford, Florida, to carry out a mass shooting. Upon their arrival, officers said they saw a woman and her two children at the building entrance and identify the call as a host after speaking with them. Wow. Um, according to um, newly unsealed court documents obtained by NBC News, the um, Seminole County uh, Sheriff's Office, FBI, have tracked um, Billion's post of Telegram on a Telegram offering his swatting services as well as recording of swatting calls. Uh, they allege he was responsible for hundreds of swatting incidents, including Louisiana, Maryland, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Washington. Is this man just a nut or what? He don't have anything else to do with this time? Is that what he is? My I, I don't know. Sounds That's like a nut to me. Okay. I didn't hear nothing about no mental health, so um, <laughs> I don't know. So what do you guys think about that? I think they need to lock him up. Lock him no, up. No, no mental health uh, evaluation first. You know, if something is going on, you know, no, I don't think it's any kind of mental right? problem. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's any mental health situation involved. Because he was, he had put stuff out. I believe I, I read it was online somewhere. He was putting ads out or posting on social media, advertising that he would do swattings for people for hire. Mm. He was mm. like, "What you need? Wow. You need a bomb. You need this. You need that." Like he's putting himself out there for hire to do this. So mm-hmm. to me, that doesn't say mental health issue. That says you're trying to just do this because you get off on it for whatever reason, but then you're putting mm-hmm. it out there with a price on it saying, I'll do this for this amount. I can do it this way for that amount. So that means wow. he's trying to make a business out of swatting people. Mm-hmm. That means That's there's nothing wrong stuff. with his mind other than he's a sick individual, but not mentally wow. ill. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. People have nothing else to do, I guess. It's, it's no, sick. and that stuff mm-hmm. is dangerous. Right. Those SWAT mm-hmm. teams come in there armed to the teeth. You know, when you tell them that this and that is going on at this address, they come in there ready to shoot up the place to defend somebody's home or property or whatever the case only to find that it could be, you know, a mother and a child in there minding their own business. They come in there with guns loaded, you know, artillery, hand grenades, all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially going into a mosque. I mean, you know, they're they not looking for that. I mean, but what trips me out is these other um, places that he has done it. Louisiana, Maryland, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Washington. Ooh, boy. 
Okay. Yeah, all it takes is a phone call. Mm-hmm. You call these different places. Um, he's done this stuff to uh, federal agents, uh, some of the uh, con- congressional people, all kind of stuff. That's why I said lock this child up. I wonder does his I don't know who his parents are, but are they aware? How do how can they be completely unaware of what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, these crimes are going on like um somebody's on trial now. The son did some shooting. Um just hold these parents accountable. Especially if you're under mm-hmm. a certain age, you know. So, yeah, that's another crazy case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I forgot the track. woman's name, but that was that case. Where was that case? In Pennsylvania? Mm. Yeah, that, that mother was on uh, still testifying today. She is off the chain. They said she was involved in attending sex parties and some more crazy stuff. Yeah, she was. She wasn't paying attention to her son's mental situation. She out there what? doing all kind of. I don't think that was Pennsylvania. No. Was it Pennsylvania? I thought that was in Pennsylvania. Okay, we'll find out where it is. But wow. yeah, these parents mm. need to be paying attention. Boy, I agree. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, that swatting is very dangerous. It is not a game, and anybody engaging in it needs to go to jail. That's my opinion. They lucky I'm not the law, cause I would lock them all up. What you think, Papa Didi? Yeah, that's yeah. But getting back with that that lady he was on today, I mean, but they're airing a lot of her business. But but it's really it, it it's uh, necessary based on what her child did on that situation. It was from with the uh, the lady whose son killed them people. Mhm. I mean, and she just been. And her husband is going on trial next month in March. She already threw him under the bus saying he's supposed to be in charge of the gun. She was. She told him at the court she was having an affair with a guy. He's looking at this trial saying, damn, I don't even know this woman. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, Michigan. That's where it was. She? Yeah. Michigan. But he's like, who is she? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're talking about all the stuff, dude. And the son was crying out that he needed help. He was like, I'm hearing voices, and I'm doing this and that. And he gave him a gun for his birthday, and the end results, go to the school and kill four people. So, you have the They devil. must have thought that, that giving him that gun was going to pacify him, probably. He was probably Yeah, and they were, going to, they were going to the range, shooting and everything. It was, it was something. Mm-hmm. Hey, I keep saying these parents got to pay more attention. If you see that your child is acting strangely, you know, staying in their room all the time or shutting themselves mm-hmm. off from people, seems like they don't really have, you know, spend time with friends or, you know, any kind of behavior that seems off, you need to pay attention to what's going on. You can't be like that woman in Michigan where she's out looking online for sex partners and having affairs and they out just doing their own thing and not paying any attention to this young man 
even when he told his mother, that was the, the shooter in Michigan, when he told her that he was hearing voices and Satan talks to him and all this stuff, she told him, no, it isn't. You're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. Go to school. You know, she's talking to him like that, disregarding everything he was saying. So I, I can't blame him totally for what happened. I'm looking at what's wrong with these parents. But anyway. Let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. All right. Well, my in focus is on Mark Zuckerberg and some of these social media CEOs. All this foolishness they got going on. We got um, just a lot of mess going on with them this week. They had to go before Congress, uh, particularly Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, he's the Meta. You know, they changed their name from Facebook to Meta. Uh, CEO Mark Zuckerberg and four other leaders of social media companies were reprimanded, reprimanded by lawmakers in a congressional hearing on this past Wednesday for not doing enough to safeguard kids online. Now, the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing opened with videos describing being sexually exploited on Facebook, Instagram, X, used to be called Twitter, uh, by, of all people, Senator Lindsey Graham, telling Zuckerberg that Zuckerberg had blood on his hands and a product that's killing people. So uh, Meta's Instagram helped connect and promote a network of pedophiles and Snapchat's disappearing messages has been co-opted by criminals who financially sextort young victims, according to Illinois Democratic Committee Chair Dick Durbin. Uh, That's what Dick Durbin said in his opening statement. Now, the CEOs of all these social media companies we're all talking about how their child safety procedures work this way, that way, and they all vow to work with lawmakers and parents and nonprofits and law enforcement to do whatever they can to protect minors. But in attendance at this hearing were a lot of parents whose kids have died as a result of things that uh, happen from social media. And these parents were all there with pictures of their children. They were just holding them up the whole time. These parents were there holding up pictures of their dead children. And these are kids that did things like participated in challenges like that. um, Well, I'm not going to call them out, but different challenges that they ended up dying from or kids that were bullied by, you know, cyber bullies, things of this nature. So they wanted to make sure that you know who we are and here's our children. We want you to see the faces of our children who died as a result of the irresponsibility of social media. So challenged by Missouri Republican Josh Hawley to apologize to the victims in the room, Zuckerberg stood up, turned around, faced all these parents holding those pictures of their deceased children, and turned around and told them, you know, how much he was regretful and sorry and it was a whole apology thing and that, you know, Meta had invested so much to make sure that nobody else has to go through what they've been through and what they had to suffer. 
But, you know, to that, I'm like, you know, it's all right to apologize, but that doesn't bring anybody back from the dead. These folk lost their children over social media bullcrap. So it was like, okay, you apologize, but y'all still haven't done anything to fix it. You keep saying how much money they talked about, these CEOs talked about how much money they spent, you know, millions and billions of dollars on security for this and that, but you still got all these people, children, who died. So, um, you know, they went on and on about what they've done to enforce security and how they're, you know, whatever they're doing and all, but those parents didn't want to hear that mess. So, you know, the parents behaved civil, you know, there wasn't anything crazy in the room, but... You know, Meta, uh, in other news, is being sued by dozens of states that say Meta deliberately designs features on Instagram and Facebook that addict children to their platform and that Meta has failed to protect them from online predators. So you got all these lawsuits still in the process of uh, going forward, and a growing number of lawmakers are urging Uh, for measures to curb the spread of child sexual abuse images online and to make all these tech platforms accountable for better safeguarding for children. Now, Wednesday's session was just part of an effort to also pass legislation after years of no action from Congress to regulate social media companies. So I guess it's a slippery slope for Congress to regulate privately owned companies because, I mean, I can see on the one hand how does Congress regulate privately owned companies because if you start doing that, where do you draw the line? But on the other hand, when you're talking about sexual predators, drugs being sold, people bought fentanyl on Snapchat and there were parents there of children who ended up purchasing or getting a hold of fentanyl through Snapchat. Who died? So, you know, it's like these folks got to do something. Mm. How is it that you're buying people are buying fentanyl on a mm-hmm. on a chat, you know, platform? This stuff is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's a responsibility. That's yeah, he has. Yeah, that's, that's good. So they're yeah, trying to do things like. Well, Mm -hmm. I was just going to say some of these platforms have or they say that there's limitations on things like uh, kids under 13 are not allowed to be on the platform. But my point was how do you even regulate that? Because if a parent creates an account and the child knows how to access the account, they can get on there under that account. So even if, I mean, unless there's a way that they can check. You know, just like any site, when they say put your age in, you can put in pretty much anything. And unless they've got something connected to actually check your information against some other database, you can put down your birthday as being anything. And if that's all you need is as long as it's not less than a certain year, you're in. So... You know, it's like how deep do you want them to be in your personal information to secure that kind of stuff? It, it, like I said, it's a slippery slope. 
either you let these companies be able to get that deep into your personal info to verify it, or you got to go with the honor system and say, I'm a trust that you're putting in true information. Now, how many kids who really want to get on the platform are going to tell you, oh, I'm only 10 years old, <laughs> knowing that it's going to say, nope, you can't get a, uh, an account. They're going to say, oh, I'm 17, let me in. I mean, come on. <laughs> but that's what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, all right. so hopefully Mark Zuckerberg, he's going to do the right thing and and tell these, these people the right thing. He's going to try to do more with his company. I mean, if you can't be a big platform like that and just, you know, go on Capitol Hill and tell them some uh, shiggity and then don't do nothing. They they really going to come at you and, and start really regulating. You know, like you said, private company. I guess he don't want Congress to come in and, and regulate his company, but um, but he has to start doing something, you know. Right. But interesting enough, I read today mm-hmm. that the stock for Meta went mm-hmm. way up today. He made, mm-hmm. I forgot how many millions or billions of dollars, big old wow. hunk of money today because their stock went up. And I'm thinking, wow. how in the world did the stock go up when you just got – reamed by Congress about not doing right by these children, but the mm. value of your company went up. This country is twisted. Mm. There's nobody gives a shit, really. I mean, yeah, that's clear. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was yeah, like, that's wow, that's some great. crazy stuff. Well, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what y'all was saying. I'm kind of laying back for a minute, you know, pulling my slingshot, you know. Um, <laughs> okay. right, fire away. My biggest problem with the whole situation is that, uh, I mean, you can pull you can pull the big companies in, but if you saw them uh, at the at the meeting, the congressional meeting, they all looked the same. You know, there was no there was no minority representation. Mm-mm. They had a female in the mix, and then you got all these companies. Uh, uh, what, was, what was one of them? Snapchat. That's what yeah, I, I don't want. I don't want. You know, I don't want to date myself or tell my age, but. A lot of them didn't even ring a bell to me because, you know, when you got a life and you're preoccupied with real shit, that mediocre stuff really don't mean too much to you. But you got to start with the parents because you cannot get a child a laptop, computer, tablet, or whatever, and don't put no restrictions on it. Mm-hmm. And they in their room and they pulling up, little boys pulling up titties all day long, you know, and, and that's where it starts. Is that, And once that... If there's no restriction, if there's no per, and there's parental guidance on everything you buy, there's the ability to lock it down. They got things now that everything you do will go to the the, the parent's phone, and you got to okay it in order for it to go through and things like that. There's a lot of things that the parents aren't using, so that's the question they need to ask some of them parents that was holding up pictures of their children and some of them had died and things of that nature. It's like how much freedom did you give your child? And I'm not faulting them, you know, as far as, you know, God bless their, their dearly departed. You know, I'm not putting them on front street at all. But I'm saying the fact that we cannot depend on big business because big business is with everything. I mean, look, look at Oprah and, and Shirazi and the way they're battling over things that she wanted for being one of the lead persons in that movie. Because big business don't give a shit. 
because they're so used to being big business that they don't they don't take the elevator down to the ground floor. They don't even take the fucking stairs no more. You know, once mm. you've been on that ladder and you've been on that level, everybody else, some, if you don't have the mindset that you had when you was a decent person, once you start getting these people billionaires, you know, all of them, Oprah, fucking, you know, what's his name, Sockelberg, and all these jokers, uh, the boy that runs Amazon, what's his name, Bezos. Yeah. All of them, the only one that seems a little decent to me is the dude that has that Virgin airline. What's his name? Uh, oh, gosh, Branson. Branson. He's one, one that seems half-ass cool, laughing, joking, bullshitting, laying back, chilling, you know. All the rest of them are all about that dollar. Like you said, it's all about the stock market. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit who lives or dies. And so they, they walk over the dead body sure. because their life is in a situation where there's so many layers and layers in front of them. Whenever you have a company that you can't even, even what we're on with, with Blog Talk Radio, when we got a problem with them technical-wise, we can't talk to nobody, right? No. Nope. Uh, send an email. Same with Facebook. If I can't get online on my well, my password ain't working or something, send an email. We'll get back with you within 72 hours. That's a bunch of bullshit. How the hell did you become a billionaire? You was fucking with people when you was trying to make money, when you was a, a little struggling joker trying to build a little thing, when it was, what was the first one called before Facebook? It was uh, mm-hmm. the other book. Anyway, when they yeah. were, when there was, when people were hungry. Yeah, MySpace and all that. Oh, yeah. When people was in the MySpace category, everybody was working, trying to do their thing. And the same with entertainers. You know, nobody could top their first album because they were hungry when they made their first album. After that, now they're just playing bullshit. Like the Grammys are coming on, 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 on Sunday. I couldn't name five people in the mix. And it's got nothing to do with me being old or anything. It just shows that you're not making music that is generating to everybody. Like Stevie Wonder sprinkled on everybody. Elton John sprinkled on everybody. George Michael sprinkled on everybody. You know? Music that everybody can sprinkle on. Just because you're popular don't mean you're good. You're popular. And there's a big-ass difference in that. Because I can put on damn near any Stevie Wonder song with any mood I'm in. Whether I'm getting married, funeral, flying to the fucking moon, or going down to hell. There's a song that Stevie wrote that can relate to what I'm going through. The rest of these people are just popular. Taylor Smith is, is popular. You know, Beyonce got a few good songs that I'm sure that's popular we all know and can sing along to, but all the rest of that shit is popular to her particular audience. And that's my opinion, so don't beat me up because I'm talking about Beyonce. I, I say fuck all of them, you know, because once they become billionaires, I don't give a fuck because you're not hungry no more. Now you think you 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 just your 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 group love you so much that you sprinkling stardust in their fucking eyes and they're coming back with a hundred million dollars to support your cause, and it's just you know it's a mess. Anyway, let's go to the next. Well, story. I just wanted to tell you that that number, their profits at uh, Meta was fourteen billion. Fourteen billion. Yeah, and that and that all that that puts more layers in front of you, in front of regular mm. people. You 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 got it's so what's that thing around the castle? What's it called? The oh, trough, the moat. The moat with the big old river that goes around the castle. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers that fall in the river and get eaten by the alligators before they go up in your castle. Yeah, they got a moat around their ass. That's oh my god. Anyway, okay. let's, let's move on. Uh, mm-hmm. We had some tragic stuff happen in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Now remember Wichita, Kansas, where that little boy was from that was shooting up them people and got away with that shit. Remember he was he went to the other town, was shot that guy. 
And remember, he went to the court and Trump got him off. Remember, little young boy with the gun that was shooting yeah. people yeah. fighting in the street. Oh, well, right. Well, that guy, yeah. no, that, that, that was what's he, he was from Wichita, Wichita. Oh, but he traveled. Okay. Yeah, he traveled. Right, he traveled right. to wherever town it was. Yeah. I forget where the where the, where the problem was, but he was able to get away with that. But speaking of Wichita, Jackie Robinson. Now, this is the man that broke the color barrier, or one of the first. Uh, uh, black men to go to the major leagues back in 1947 on a very famous day, which remained nameless. It was April 15th. I won't talk about the relativity to that date. But uh, on the April 15th, everybody wears number 42 on the back of their jersey in the major league baseball. Anyway, his statue was not only tore down, but burnt up. And they're thinking it's in retaliation the way they're taking statues and stuff down from Richmond, Confederate statues and things like that. Now, as you read the story, and I read the story, and I'll read it, but uh, saying that uh, it was one person, but it was two people, and they cut, it, was, it was made of a metal situation. They cut it at the ankles. The only thing that was left was the shoes. If you look, pull up the video, you'll see it was shoes. But anyway, Jack Robinson statue was built alongside the uh, what's called the League 42 Youth baseball field in Wichita, Kansas. So that's where it all started with the uh, those uh, Kansas City uh, Monarchs and the Negro League. So it all goes back. It goes full circle. Okay, the statue was ripped down and stolen on Tuesday. Pieces of of the statue were found burnt and put in a nearby dumpster in a place called Garvey Park. All right. So just days after the statue was found destroyed. They they put together a GoFundMe account to try to build it back up, and all he already raised like one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Not to mention, all thirty two baseball teams in the league are going to get together and contribute money as well to do that. So I think it should be somewhere. It should be bigger and better, you know. Because that little statue there was kind of like a little greeting thing, like a the what's that little statue at um, Shoney's, a little boy in the ways and shit. Oh. It's a little taller than the fucking Shoney joint. I think they need oh, a little, be a little better than that. It was, you know, it was about it was six feet little... tall, but it wasn't really oh. elaborate. Mm-hmm. But if you raised all this money, now what are you going to do with this money? Is it going to? Are you going to take it now to to build a, a, a shrine? Because if all the major league teams are getting involved in rebuilding this statue, let's make it bigger and better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, don't try to. They said we still got the mold of the old one. Why are you going to use the mold of the old statue, which was? put up there 25 years ago that was little as hell and you know, you know what I'm saying yeah. I mean upgrade motherfucker you know like you do your cell phone and shit <laughs> anyway so the community along with local businesses everybody, everybody's getting together to do that but but the moral of this particular story is that everybody is trying to think that they're getting even with people and nobody's really people that are getting rid of these statues have to do with confederates the fact that you didn't win the fucking war so how are you celebrating the fact that you because see the statues were built in the, in the south like that or put up in the south because after the people had won the civil war most of the people went damn near all the people went north you know Philadelphia was the hub and all the places around there Jersey Delaware those were the safe spaces and in my opinion still are today you know for me cuz like I got to tell you before I wouldn't put my big toe past DC going south anyway that's another story but um the people down south everybody left after the war and the people lost the war they wanted to honor themselves because now all right fuck it they're all gone the slaves are gone fuck it let's put up some statues for the heroes that lost 
and everybody's honoring the loss. And he even goes deep in full circle of Donald Trump, who can't take a loss, just like the, you know, back then with the situation with the Civil War, the losers. The losers always, I don't know when the last time I heard a politician concede a fucking election. You know what I mean? Nobody can say, I lost, you won. That shit's out with the Charleston. It's crazy as hell. I mean, in this election coming up in November, I don't know what the hell is going to happen if Trump loses. You know what I mean? I mean, the world's like a damn time bomb with all these people that do anything, anything he says for people to do, anybody goes against him, like like uh, Kettle said in her story about swatting. Now they're sitting swatting all kind of stuff in people's houses, the black judges and all. Oh, this is somebody, somebody fight. We need SWAT team over there. And SWAT goes over there. Every, it's always somebody that's in Trump's camp that can send somebody somewhere to start some shit from somebody to piss Trump off. And that means that man got too much damn power, you know? I mean, too much power. It's not even power. It's just he's got too much influence. There's a hell of a difference between power and influence. You know what I mean? And that man got too much influence. I mean, white white folks thought the mother of the king had too much influence. They called him power. And they assassinated his ass. You know, you, you was able to stop the, the, the buses and do this and do that. You're down there in Memphis fighting for the uh, the sanitation workers and things like that. Oh, what's, who's that nigga think he is? And J. Edgar Hoover put a bullet in his fucking neck. So it's just so sad. How you look and open your eyes and go full circle and the stuff that goes on, how we get punished and persecuted for shit that we do by trying to do good, and other jokers is doing their thing, getting away with it every single day. You know, the world's pretty, pretty, pretty bad these days. I'm telling you, walk with your head up and your eyes open because there's a lot of shit going on. And look at the news every now and then. Turn from all that entertainment and watch what's happening because we just had three black people that was killed with that bombing over there in, uh, in the Jordan area and... Uh, Three blacks, all from the Georgia area, and uh, they were reservists, which means they weren't even really active military. You know, these are people that are uh, pharmacists and dentists and all, but they have their reserve, so they went over there on that particular duty, on their reserve duty, yeah. and, and the drone hit them and killed all three lost of them and, and lost their lives yeah. and come back in a box yeah. like that, and that's horrifying, you know? So, yeah. But anyway, Hopefully they can they can refurbish that Jackie Robinson statue and, and Jokers can stop mm-hmm. acting like you try and get even because just get even with God. You ain't gotta get even with nothing else. And you can't get even with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I don't mean in a fight. No, I, I know mean, what you mean. I mean like people keep trying and I'm like you can't even out. do that. Balance but your life out. All righty. All right. You gonna take a CC? Yeah, gonna take a quick break uh, yeah. and then we're gonna come back with a much needed. Cocktail of the week with Kettle on the other side of the Pajama Party Show. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast because we are everywhere. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. 
and red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's now time for Cocktail of the Week. Week, week, week. With Kettle. <laughs> Take it away, Kettle. What you got for us? Thank you, red wine. I also want to um, add, if you guys want to get on the conversation, hit us up tonight. You know the number, 914-803-4306. And, of course, and press, press 1 to get in our queue. Yep, get in our queue. <laughs> All right. This is not even the break of summer, but today felt like uh, the break of spring or something. Felt pretty good today. Uh, got a drink for you called the Spicy Margarita. All right. So raise your glass to summer, spring, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm Look, I'm ready. I'm ready to get into it because I'm tired of this cold weather. <laughs> All right. Our ingredients are um, uh, a half a teaspoon of mild chili powder. I'll tell you what I'm going to use that for later. 25 milliliters of lime juice, freshly uh, lime juice. Also uh, half a lime with the uh, zest as well. 50 milligrams of Blanco or Resverado tequila, of course. 25 milliliters of triple sec and a dash of hot sauce. So mix together one teaspoon of salt, the chili powder, and lime zest and sprinkle onto a saucer. Rub the reserved lime wedge around the rim of the margarita glass or coupe glass. Then dip the chili salt to cover the rim. Uh, put the lime juice, tequila, triple sec, and hot sauce in a cocktail shaker with ice and shake well. Strain into the margarita or coupe glass and enjoy. So that is the spicy margarita. Hello. All right. That's going to be a spicy one. Yeah, that's true. And what do you call that one again? Spicy margarita. Okay. I'm trying to write it down so I can remember that one. Spicy margarita. That thing is going to make you wake up and then knock you out. (laughs) Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. Thank you, Kettle, for the spicy margarita. Cocktail of peach. You can find it on apajamaparty.com. And Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by Kettle. And our parent company, DCHomegrown.com. And it's now time for Papa Didi. What's poppin', Papa Didi? What's poppin'? You know, another classic thing today. uh, Well, the gentleman, well, they they were saying that the gentleman passed away on the 1st, which was yesterday, but then I heard he passed on the 31st of... uh, January, I'm talking about uh, our man, Mr. Joe Madison. Now, uh, he may not be popular for people that don't have a Sirius XM, but uh, he was very popular. He's been around for a while. In fact, that was his term, I've been around. That was one of his little call signs. He was known as the Black Eagle. Came on 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. and talked about everything, all anything they got to do with everything, voter registration, politics. You name it. Had everybody on this show, everybody from Barack Obama to you name it, they was on the Joe Madison show. And if you want to know who he is, just pull him up. Joe Madison uh, of um, Urban View on uh, Sirius XM. 
the brother been around for a long time. He was battling cancer and nobody knew it. And um, for the last couple of weeks, I would turn on and all they was kept saying, um, what, what are they calling it? The, the best of his shows, pre-recorded shows. And I'm like, damn, I thought with the holidays, you kind of think that people are away. Or maybe him and his uh, him and his wife went out of town or out of the country or something like that. But um, and then to get the sad news, I heard I just heard of it yesterday, or and I just kind of it just blew my mind, you know. And like I said, if you don't know who it is, you know, pull him up. Simple name: Joe Madison. Uh, six six a.m. to ten a.m. on Urban View. He had a talk show. He was a talk show guy. He was a polit- political activist. He was he was just an unbelievable brother, and he ran his show his own way. Controversial. White folks used to call up to the show and throw their little mega stuff in there and, and uh, matter stuff in there. He just, you know, it, it was something. He, he Deep brother, deep brother. And um, just want to, you know, give my condolences to him and his family and his team and all the people that worked with him in the morning. Because if you're driving and all and you cut on his talk show in the morning, and I even learned from it based on some of the things I say, and the way I express myself on this show by listening to Joe Madison, and um, I'm sure they'll probably still be showing some classics on him. So if you do, if you do have a XM radio, or if you even have um, Alexa, you know, just uh, you know, tell her to play, you know, Joe Madison or ask who Joe Madison is or whatever. But uh, I just want to put out that homage tonight in honor of him. Uh, very controversial brother, but he was smart. Smart dude, up on his game, old school brother. You know, the old school people passing away, you know. But his brother with his battle with cancer, I think he was only like 74 years old, something like that. And that's a sad situation because with technology and medicine and things like that today, 74 is really young as far as the technology we have in order to live a long, full life, you know. But um, that's all I want to put out there on uh, what's popping tonight is to uh, honor the life of a... Joe Madison. All right. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to spotlight him, and I'm just saying tonight to okay. shout him out again. All right. Well, thank All you right. for that, Papa Didi. Uh, let's see. I guess we'll move on. Lighten it up. Lighten it up. Yeah, we're going to miss that, brother. Yeah, he was deep. Mm-hmm. All righty. All right. Keep it moving. Uh, let's You're see. up, Red Wine, on uh, oh, I'm up. the weird news. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about Joe Madison. My bad. All right. Weird news. I got you. All right. My weird news is coming out of New Orleans. I got New Orleans thief steal seven king cakes from a bakery in a very Mardi Gras way. And like I said, this hmm. is out of New Orleans. With their purple, gold, and green colors and toy babies hidden inside, king cakes are a staple of Mardi Gras celebrations in New Orleans, but apparently they're also very valuable enough to steal, at least this time of year during the carnival season. A thief stole seven king cakes, about as many as he could carry, during a break-in last week at a New Orleans bakery. The thief also took cash, and a case of vodka from the Bittersweet Confections last Wednesday, according to New Orleans Police Department. 
Now, the carnival season begins on January 6th, the 12th day after Christmas, and continues until Mardi Gras, known as Fat Tuesday, which is the final day of the feasting, drinking, and revelry before Ash Wednesday and the fasting associated with Lent. King cakes are among the foods most associated with carnival in New Orleans. And those are those rings of pastry. It looks like a big donut, but it's a cake. And they're adorned with purple, green, and gold sugar icing. And they often have a little tiny plastic baby hidden inside as a prize. So all of them don't have the little baby. But, you know, it's considered you're lucky. It's considered good luck if you get a king cake when you're cutting it, if you find the little plastic baby in there. And the king, so they went on, the person at the bakery went on to say, our king cakes are just that good, the bakery wrote on social media, but please come and purchase one during our regular store hours. And he was referencing the man who came in there and stole seven of them. So they were saying, please don't steal the king cakes, just buy them during the regular hours. Okay? Okay. So that's my weird thing. <laughs> wow. That's 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 truly a tradition, but I don't understand the baby and the cake, but okay. Um, I don't know. It's just a tradition. It's been going on for years and years with the baby and the king no cake. Baby in there. Yeah. I would have, but it's I would good have to luck if you find a cake that got the baby in there. So But this man there you go. Was, was, was stolen, so he stole. Yeah. He uh, stole seven of them. Right. Trying to get some good luck, I guess. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let me see. This one here, woman survives getting compacted in a garage, uh, a garbage truck. Uh, Manchester, in Manchester, New Hampshire, a woman fell into a dumpster while throwing out her garbage and was later rescued from a trash truck that had compacted the contents while she was inside of it. This was the um, uh, New Hampshire Avenue, uh, I'm sorry, New Hampshire uh, Fire Department said, Luckily, neighbors heard her screams in the trash compact compartment was equipped with a camera. The driver spotted the woman stuck inside and called 911. By then, the driver had reportedly compacted the garbage up to four four times. Wow. Rescuers used a basket ladder to um, reach the top of the truck and lift her out. By then, she was um, standing, talking, yelling, but was... uh, not alert enough to um, answer questions. Probably was embarrassed, if anything. The woman um, was taken to a hospital after Monday's um, misadventure. Her name was not released. Okay. Um, goes on to say, in 32 years, I've never uh, seen anything like this um, my whole life. Um, this is a, uh, it's alarming because you don't really think it's true. This is a reporter who um, <laughs> was talking about it. Okay. Well, thank God she got out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Appeals to her. I'm just trying to understand how do you fall all the way in when you're just empty in your trash? Like, what in the world was she? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. She was being nosy. She must have saw something she was trying to get to. That's the only thing I can think of. That's probably, you know what, that's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. She was in there dumpster diving. That's probably what happened. 
Okay. <laughs> Keep go. it moving. Mm-hmm. All right, All right. Papaditi. <laughs> Over to you. What's your weird news? This story's kind of weird. I'm trying to understand it here. This is, uh, it's weird. It's about They're pigeons. all weird. This, this is all over New Delhi, India, New Delhi, India and uh, Pakistan and all that. These people are so suspicious. They're, they're so damn crooked. That's why they're so damn suspicious. <laughs> now, this is New Delhi, Indian. They finally cleared a pigeon that they deemed suspicious for being, they thought the pigeon was a Chinese spy. And what? this is the kind of shit. This is the kind of shit they be thinking. They paranoid as fuck. Oh my gosh! This happened in New Delhi. Uh, Indian police finally cleared a suspicious uh, Chinese spy pigeon. They called him mm-hmm. after eight months mm-hmm. detention. So he was in a pigeon coop being fed and stuff, but they kept him detained for eight months because they caught him flying and he had two rings tied to his legs. Where somebody must have just put some rings on his legs. Some, but, but they, they thought, thought he was a spy. They thought it was some type of espionage situation oh from another gosh. country. And they said back in May, he was captured near the near near the uh, the port of Malbu with two rings tied on his legs, carrying words that looked like it was in Chinese. So the police suspected he was involved in the espionage and took it in. Mm. And later he was cleared because there was no cameras or microphones found on the rings. These motherfuckers in India are crazy as hell. Eventually, it turned out the pigeon was just open water racing in Taiwan and in all the murky waters. He must have picked up some, because, you know, over there in Taiwan, they make all them little toys and shit. So yeah. I'm sure he picked up things. all kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, And then there are other, other, other pigeons that was in custody for different situations. In 2020, police in India... They they finally released a pigeon that belonged to a Pakistani fisherman. At the probe, found that the bird had uh, flown from a military nuclear area, and they thought he was based with some nuclear powers. Of, oh, they're like paranoid. Said, yeah, it's, it's, it's some paranoid shit. Anything that they deem not normal or not right. Ooh, so that's why I say if you're in Amer- if you're an American, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. There's some crazy stuff going on in the world today, boy. The stuff that people believe in oh my God. is unbelievable. And uh, so just be blessed yeah, where you were born. I know America could be paranoia. I know America be crazy at times, but some of these foreign countries, boys. Can you imagine if mm. people started tracking all the pigeons we see? Like that might be a spy. Get them. Cage them. Well, you usually them. people, most people that have paranoia are the ones that are crooked as hell. I was gonna say it's usually the people that's doing stuff. Yeah, yeah it's that stuff going on. All righty. Okay, well that wraps up the the weird news. It's weird as usual. All righty, we're gonna take uh, take a break, and we're coming back with I'm just saying on the other side of Would the you? break. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called The Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at Party and use hashtag KissIt, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. This DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! 
Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to John Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, red wine. Uh, you're up, but uh, I'm just saying, what you got going on tonight? Well, you know, it's um, ironic that you mentioned Joe Madison because I also listened to that program, and that's who I wanted to talk about in my segment for I'm Just Saying, my topic being Another One Gone Home. So on Thursday, the black community and the world lost a civil rights icon and radio host, Joe Madison, known as the Black Eagle. Joe Madison lost his fight to the return of his prostate cancer, and we will miss him terribly. Joe was eight, uh, 74 years old, as you mentioned, Papa Didi. Joe Madison would light up the morning airwaves on Sirius XM Urban View. And he made sure that we were informed, entertained, and enlightened. Joe dedicated his life to fighting for those who were undervalued, underestimated, and marginalized. And on the air, he often posed the question, what are you going to do about it? People would call and say, well, this is happening and that's happening. And Joe would always come back and say, okay, but what are you going to do about it? So he was always a person of action. Um, Madison was born in Dayton, Ohio. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in sociology from Washington University in St. Louis. He became the youngest executive director of the Detroit branch of the NAACP at the age of 24. He later he was later appointed as the NAACP's national political director and was then elected to the National Board of Directors where he served from 1986 to 1999. He was appointed chairman of the NAACP Image Awards in 1996. Madison's civil rights advocacy has been well documented through his work with the NAACP and throughout his time on the airwaves. The veteran host who began his radio career in 1980 in Detroit used his platform to call attention to various issues, including the Sudanese genocide in the early 2000s, Hurricane Katrina in 2005, the 2010 earthquake in Haiti, and efforts to curtail voting rights. In 2015, Madison raised funds for the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture, by hosting a 52-hour on-air broadcast, and he raised more than $250,000 for the museum. He also went on a 73-day hunger strike in 2021 to encourage Congress to pass voting rights legislation. Madison also fiercely pushed for the passage of the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act which is a bill to formally make lynching a federal hate crime, and that bill was signed into law in 2022. And Mr. Madison was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame in 2019. We're going to miss his fierce dedication to the cause of justice, and it's now up to all of us to keep pushing the plow forward. So let's get together and fight on. 
And I just want to say thank you, Joe and team, for everything. Without some of the things that Joe would bring up on the show, it, it just made us so much more aware. There were things that I would not have even known about had I not listened to the Joe Madison Black Eagle show. So I just want to thank Joe Madison for just bringing the knowledge forward to keep our people educated and informed. Uh, you know, Mr. Madison made a difference, and I hope that we can all keep working together to keep making a difference and getting the work done. So shout out to you, Joe Madison, and to your memory. We won't forget, and job well done. Oh, you did Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ms. Redwine. Yep, that's our, that's my black history moment for tonight. <laughs> Mr. Joe Madden. All, right. All righty. Well, I'm going to kick it back over to you, Papa Didi. Living for the city. All right. Yeah, let's, let's focus. I got a, a few things. I'm going to do like a hodgepodge of things. It's going to be... Uh, all right. First thing I want to talk about, like you said, but with, with Joe Madison with the uh, prostate cancer. Um, uh, we can also go to um, Lloyd Austin with his prostate cancer, the uh, Secretary of Defense, you know, the big brother. That they, they, they claim he went out, didn't tell nobody, yada, yada, yada. But let me just say this here. Uh, prostate cancer is no joke. It hits one out of six people, men, especially black men. You know, it's something that sneaks up on you, and once it gets a hold of you, it's it's. And if you catch it too late, it's just it's a mess. You know, it goes. It's it's in a class. It's like pancreatic, pan- pancreatic cancer. It's in the same situation when it comes to you know where where you where you accumulate that cancer area all up in that area. Anything that has to do with your your waste material, your bowel movements and things like that, that's when it gets really treacherous because it's in sensitive areas. And when you try to do surgery to get rid of the things like that in those sensitive areas, they have to remove a lot of vital organs and a lot of vital functions. And I was watching uh, Secretary uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin the other day going to the podium, and I saw his face as he stepped up on a little steps like that. And then you have these Republican senators and congressmen that won his head saying you didn't tell the president you was going out and things like that. Well, it's a very personal situation, you know, and everybody don't talk about everything in their life, you know, and I think that women can relate to it when it comes to uh, uh, their different cancers, whether it be breast cancer or, or cancer of uh, uh, fallopian, whatever, whatever it may be. You know, some things are very, very personal, but everybody has turned everything politically. Oh, you didn't tell him, so why would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it seems like anything that we do, the opposite is done on the other side. And like I was saying about the whole situation with with voting and all that, it's a mess today. Everybody is, the opposition is only going after the opposite. Anything the Democrats say, the Republicans say the opposite. It's like, and when when people do that, you can trick them up, you know? When people got that kind of predictable stuff, you can throw some real trickery on them. But if the other party's not in the trickery, then that, that's why they feel like they're so home free to talk about people. But you can really trip somebody up that's always going to uh, 
accuse you of doing something interesting. But then, like I said, the situation with um, the brother, the actor, what was his name? Uh, the brother, he died of colon cancer, uh, Chadwick. Oh. He didn't tell anybody of his situation because it was very personal. I mean, you tell your close friends and family and all that, but you don't just share things like that with the world. Like I said, another situation, whether it be prostate or colon cancer, these are real personal, I mean, personal ailments, you know, that that get you, you know. But also, I want, I want to focus on uh, this other gentleman, uh, I guess for lack of a better damn word, Tim Scott, who was the uh, senator from South Carolina. Whew. This brother, God, you talk about Uncle Tom at his complete finest hour. Mm-mm. Man, I thought that uh, the the Supreme Court guy, what's his name? Uh, Clarence Thomas. Clarence, I thought Clarence Thomas was bad. Damn, Tim Scott is a mess. When he was saying to Trump, I love Trump, I love him, up on stage with him, you know, and all this shit. I mean, kissing and the other guy, Ramashami, and kissing his ass. Like, because, see, people have come to the notion today that, Nobody is working to do anything today, you know. Nobody's trying to get their own candidates, get their own vote. The fact that Trump got all these people pulling for him, everybody's trying to live off of him. That's why they're kissing his ass. They said you're making a name for yourself and like, like Barack did, you know. When Barack first ran for president, you know, nobody even knew he was, you know. He had to build his own base, which is possible to do. Well, people have been doing it for years. This is why it's called a campaign. You campaign for a movie. You campaign for a song. You campaign for anything you're trying to sell. But Trump is at the point now where he only want to go to a damn debate because he feel like, fuck it, I got it like that, you know? But like my father always said, man, and this too will come to pass, you know? And just like Joe Madison died all of a sudden, you know, Trump needs to understand that all that power you got and all that shit you got is in effect as long as you got your sanity and your health. Because those are the two things in this world that are sustaining you, your health and your sanity. Because once your health goes, that's going to reduce you. And when your sanity goes, you can't do shit, whether it be Alzheimer's, dementia, dementia, whatever, whatever else is going to slow you down when it comes to your thinking metabolism. And these are all precious things. Hell, every time I get a fucking headache, I get scared to death. You know? That was one of my mother's ailments was that, you know, the Alzheimer's situation. So, hell, every time I, you know, something going with me, man, my mind go right to that particular situation because we are so much alike with our ailments and everything she's had, I've had. And I'm like, wow. But the moral of the story of everything I'm saying is the fact that uh, when Trump was saying, they asked him a question about, well, what would you do right now if you were president with all the things going on? He said, oh, oh no, that, that, it wouldn't happen. We wouldn't be in a battle with Russia. We wouldn't be in a situation with uh, with, with uh, Ukraine. We wouldn't. I, I was friends with North Korea. I was friends with Putin. You know, we, we had this here. The borders would be sealed. You're saying all this shit that's happening today with Biden, the opposite, and his stupid-ass base is believing that. He literally said none of this would be going on right now. We would have to, how are you going to turn back the fucking hands of time? Or how are you going to say something that would not be that already is? 
It's like saying, well, what would you have done if it wasn't a fucking rainstorm and a mudslide? Oh, shit, if I was a mayor, it wouldn't have been a fucking rainstorm. You know, I would have controlled the weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how crazy it sounds. What happened, happens. And what we're going through now over the Middle East, the Middle Eastern countries have been fighting forever. The problem is that Joker over there in, in Israel that just can't stop bombing motherfuckers. I mean, sure, they bombed the hell out of your people, but at some point, people got to sit down and negotiate. But he just want, you know, and the word is the fact that people want him out so bad that he's like bombing like, like Richard Nixon was bombing Vietnam because he was so guilty with other shit that remember he was dropping all them bombs in Vietnam because he knew that once he stopped doing that and the war was over, they were going to hem him up like they did and got rid of his ass. And that's the same thing will happen to a, what's his name, Netanyahu? Netanyahu. Yeah, once he stops bombing, half that country don't want him in that job. So he's that's a distraction in my opinion, but I ain't going to talk about too, fuck about that too much because I don't want to be blacklisted or canceled culture or whatever because some things a day you just can't fucking talk about. Anyway, but I'm going to leave that alone. But, um, yeah, but on that prostate cancer thing, if there's any men you know in your life, Please, every three months, go get your prostate checked. I mean, they could check your PSA with a blood test, but ain't nothing like the old-fashioned sticking a finger up your butt, which is the best and easiest way to do it. And if you got a doctor that don't want to do that, you need to change doctors because it ain't about no homophobia shit. Get that finger stuck up your ass. I do it every three months. And when he tells me my tissue is soft and I'm good to go, then I'm cool, you know? That's the PSA test. PSA test is the one. Mm -hmm. That's the blood if you don't want to get the finger checked. So tell people in your life to get that prostate checked and get that colonoscopy to get that colon checked because those two situations are very serious. All right. Anyway, that's your public service announcement. All righty. Uh, Let's see. We'll take a quick break, and then we will come back with Kettle and all the entertainment, Hollywood news, uh, and what's going Mm -hmm. on in that industry. On the other side, Mm -hmm. uh, you (laughs) You keep saying hello. Okay. Uh, I said we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with Kettle. You ready to go? Oh, you ready to do it now? Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh I'm joking. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, we knew that. Okay. You're a government. You're a government worker. We you know you're in the All right. Got me all confused. Okay. All right, we'll be right We're back. gonna go do that. We'll be right back. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis ben rouge. Join me every Friday right here on a pajama party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me. Whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, Red Wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hello. Hello. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. It's time for Cattle in the Hollywood wrap-up. She's going to give us all the good details 
All right, Papa Didi. Hollywood. Papa Hollywood. All right, Kev. You're on. Okay. All right. I got a few surprises for you. Some people Uh-oh. we haven't heard from in a while, but we've heard all about Tarazi. Uh, her mm-hmm. uh, color purple and, you know, backlash and going back and forth with uh, Miss Oprah. But uh, Taraji P. Jensen, known for her role as Cookie on Empire, is joining former co-star Terrence Howard in an upcoming limited series called Fight Night. Fight Night is a drama that revolves around an armored uh, robbery, an armed robbery during Muhammad Ali's comeback fight in the 70s. And its impact on one man's life and the destiny of an entire city. So, uh, okay. it's a, I believe it's a six or eight part series, and uh, I, I love it. Um, she's teaming back up with Terrence Howard. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I guess, um, you know, he, he, he want to get back out there now, I guess. But uh, I, that'll be glad to see him. And she's. Um, teaming up with uh, the director that used to be with the um, Empire as well. So uh, they should work well together. Also on the news, um, Lifetime to air unfiltered Wendy Williams documentary with nearly two years of footage. Wow. Oh, Lord. Um, Yep. It's uh, on Lifetime tonight. They released the trailer for the new documentary that will uh, give a look at what transpired after Williams' daytime talk show ended in 2022. Um, the two-part series, Lifetime, Biopic, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be unfiltered. They also doing interviews with her son and other people uh, that are um, working with her as well. Her sister, I, I believe, is her primary um, caregiver. Um, you know, the incident she went through with the um the bank, Wells Fargo, them holding her funds. Um, so she has like a um a conservatorship, uh I believe her sister has a conservatorship over her estate now. So it's gonna be interesting to see this uh this uh, uh documentary. So I'm 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 waiting for it, so I don't also, know. Um, <laughs> but we haven't seen Wendy Williams in a while So, I mean, you know, I think this is going to be uh, very personal And um, uh, people will finally see what's really going on, you know um, Also, I uh, haven't heard uh, from Mia Long in a while uh, Since her, her breakup with uh, uh, ex-ball uh, player um, I'm quite sure you know Papa Diddy who it was I can't remember the guy's name, but the ex-ball player uh, yeah, Mia Long, next big. I can't remember his name. Ball, ball player, player. the coach. You mean coach? Was he a ball player? Right, coach the coach. Yeah. Awesome yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm just saying we haven't heard from her since then. She's been taking a chill pill, been in the background. But her next big role is as the family matriarch in the Michael Jackson biopic, Michael. The Brooklyn-born wow. beauty known for roles in the black cinema classics such as Voices in the Hood and Love Jones has been tapped to play Katherine Jackson in the upcoming film. So, hmm, kudos to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And at you. Okay. You know, just play uh... it well. Just, just play it well. 
Also, we haven't heard from um, Issa Rae lately. She's been in the background doing this and that, but she is an American um, fiction. I still haven't seen that movie yet. I wanted to check that out. Um, she is considering going independent um, because all these black films or TV shows are being canceled. Um, she had a hand in um, she produced the uh, TV, TV uh, series with the, a black lady sketch show. Now, they were nominated for 13 Emmy nominations. And you're going to cancel them with um, Robin um, Thede. Uh She created the show, but um, Issa Rae was one of the um, uh, producers on it. Also, um, some things that she had, Rap Shit, um, that was on HBO uh, Max. They canceled that. Um, you know, uh, she didn't have a hand in Grownish, but Grownish, Wonder Years. Um, all these black films are being, uh, TV shows are being canceled. So she said, hey, I'm, I'm going to do the independent thing. So I don't blame her. I'm mad at her. Right. Yeah. Yeah, kudos to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we lost another great, um, and he's been recently doing some um, commercials, um, Carl Weathers. The one that played Apollo Creed in Rocky. Um, he played in all three Rockies or four Rockies. Um, best known as Creed in Rocky movies and more recently for his role in the hit Star Wars. Um, he died on Thursday in his sleep. He was 76. Um, he started, he played um, football. Uh, I remember that. He played for the Oakland Raiders um, for a minute, for a stint. Until he get, then he got into the um, acting uh, gig. He also played the voice of um, Combat Carl in Toy Story 4. Um, him oh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, they, mm-hmm, they played in um, The Predator. Uh, um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger put something out saying that um, that film couldn't have been made without him. It's, uh, he was uh, very inspirational in um, making that film as well. So um, he played in Law and Order, Magnum P.I., um, Chicago PD. Um, he played in a lot of uh, good movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, he's he been re- also he played in Happy Gilmore. Um, I'm trying to remember him in that. Adam Sandler, he played with him. Uh, yeah. So a lot of tributes have gone out to him as well. So, you know, Schwarzenegger, Adam Sandler, and others have, have gone out uh, on tributes and stuff for him. Um, also, um, it just seems like that uh, Joe Madison, he must be um, among us because I did have him on my Hollywood wrap up. Um, they've had um, uh, tributes and, and, and people have been talking on um Facebook and, and X. Uh, President mm-hmm. uh, Joe, Joe Biden mourned Madison's death in a statement on Thursday. Um, yeah. Calling hey, Madison yeah. the voice of a generation. Well, he was vice a, president. Yeah. He was big. I yeah. said he was big also, with everybody. Uh, I'm sorry. Right. Also, well, I'm quite sure a lot of people um, listen to him. Um, also, the vice president. Uh, he, she goes on to say Joe Madison uh, aligned his platform um, with his purpose. Uh, through his decades-long career in radio, he championed uh, the fight for uh, 
equity, and justice. Our nation is uh, better because of his voice. Um, let me see. Also, I'm rolling. rolling. Uh, this was April 1st, 2023. Joe Madison and I were at um, Bowie State for the dedication of their Performing Arts Center. Uh, Joe was uh, going to call an Uber, and I told him that I would drop him um, off at home. We had our usual spirited conversation. He was so, <laughs> all right. I bet it Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Aaron Calder. Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, was a force, a man dedicated to true freedom and real equality, from economic justice to the uh, protection of voting rights. He um, was always in the forefront of the fight. He brought about positive change. He was my dear friend. I will miss him terribly. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, um, Garrett Morrison. Garrett Morris got his Hollywood star on his 87th birthday last week. Wow. Um, Wow. Yay. It's about time. Mission Impossible. It says 75,000 sponsorships. Thea pun selection for Hollywood Walk of Fame. The fee is used to pay for the creation and installation of the star, as well as maintenance of the Walk of Fame. Okay. Okay. Pay for that. It's about time. So he had to wait all this time? It's, it's long overdue. I guess I don't know how that works. You have to be nominated, or you put your name in something. I'm not sure how it works. But, uh, yeah, it ain't. It ain't I, it, I don't know how that works. I don't think it's hard because mm-hmm. I know people that got a bunch that are so undeserving. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Uncle Charlie just recently got his. Mm-hmm. Charlie. Um, mm-hmm. What's his last name? Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson mm-hmm. just got his recently. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my Hollywood wrap up for tonight. Oh, and also the Grammys. Um, I'll you know get more information on the Grammys after it's done. It's coming on this Sunday, February fourth. So after the Grammys, okay. we'll get more from you then. Mm-hmm. So, All Hollywood right. Wrap up. All right. Okay. Good stuff. All righty. Well, that takes us down to the Kiss It list. So, Papa Didi, can you please explain for those who may be unaware and uninformed of what is the world-famous well, pajama party kiss-it list? Well, I want to say one thing before I do that. Oh, go ahead. Time. I just want to throw a little black history out here. The gentleman by the name of, uh, I think about his name, Daughtry. Daughtry. D-O-U-G-H-T-R-Y. Daughtry Long. He's a poet from Trenton, New Jersey, an author and a teacher. He uh, wrote a book called Black Love, published back in 1971. Daughtry Love is the father of both the comedian Samore and the actress Nia Long. Well, Samore is the actress as well. She was on Soul Plane and two oh, other things. Oh, okay. But yes, but Nia Long and uh, some more, their sisters, and one of them was uh, raised in Trenton, New Jersey, my neck of the woods, and uh, Nia Long was raised up there in Brooklyn. You know, they had different mothers, but they had the same father. Oh. So. And what was his name again? Daughtry. Daughtry. Daughtry Long. He's a poet out of Trenton, New Jersey. Okay. 
by way of Brooklyn, and he was originally born in Atlanta. Oh, I see. And he has two famous mm-hmm. daughters. All right. Wow, mm-hmm. so they're half-sisters. Who would know? Right. Who would know? People would oh, never know that. to put Nia Long and some more together. Yeah, I mean, people that know, they know, but a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, but I always forget about it. And yeah. then somebody mentions it, and then I'm like, oh, And people yeah, never knew who was the what, who had mother's father, but they both had the same father. Okay. And that's where the name Long originated from. But anyway, mm-hmm. that was a little piece of uh, history for those okay. who didn't know. And we'll have more black history facts coming up in uh, uh, upcoming shows this month. To celebrate the history of our people, we're going to put them all on Front Street and let everybody know some of the accomplishments of black folks that people might not be aware of. We're going to try to find the ones that are not always spoken of, you know, not the usual suspects, but some of the ones that might be a little more obscure that you might not know about. Yeah, I wish... um I could run into some more. I knew her years ago in Trenton. She used to ride the trains a lot when she was going up to Atlanta, auditioning and doing uh, comedy shows in Atlanta. And I had connections with the railroad, and I used to put on the train to ride for free. All right. And uh, cool. but she probably don't know who I am now, now that she's blown up. But anyway. All right. Well, tell everybody what the Kiss It list is. Kiss It list is the list of people that show their butt, Heine. And the king of the Kiss It list this week is that damn Tim Scott. Oh, we. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Man, I have never seen a bigger Kiss ass in my life, boy. And then he got his little white woman that he's engaged with now. And he's just talking like she's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah. She's showing her off like a new toy. And then talking about, still talking about how poor his mother was and this oh and that. Oh, my gosh. Still my mother, she was poor. And you, poor you ain't poor no more. So you fucking white women now, so everything must be pretty good, huh? Mm. Anyway, that's another story. Well, I'm going to add all of the social media CEOs and executives all of them are on the kissing list. Mark Zuckerberg, the whoever heads Snapchat, whoever mm-hmm. heads uh, what's the other one? Um, Bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like they, and it's, it's the interesting thing part is that it's the only thing had to, we all in out there barn. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, they're so far removed. Yeah, that from reality. Who, who gets a meeting with Zuckerberg anymore? Instagram, how many, how many? Snapchat, Facebook. Mm. I mean, Meta, whatever he calls it now. Um, who else? I'm missing one of them. They should anyway, have, they should have had Basil up there. Basil. TikTok, that's the other one. Yeah, TikTok was there. They should have had Basil there. Because people going broke buying all his shit. <laughs> he driving people into bankruptcy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, also, the... The 17-year-old that's been swatting all these people. They said hundreds of people. Yeah. Alan Filion. Mm-hmm. He's on the kiss it list. And his parents, since they don't seem to have any kind of control over this young man. Right. He's just following the lead. They're on the kiss it Anybody list. Anybody says anything about Trump, he's sending police swat and everything to the house. I mean... Trump has people so brainwashed that it's not even funny. Yes. I mean, you can be a Trump fan, don't get me wrong, but damn, don't let the man take over your mind. Also, all of these Trump followers, when interviewed, 
and they ask them if Trump is found guilty of, and they give a list of all the different infractions, if he's found guilty of this, 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 this and that, would you still vote for him? And they say, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then they ask him, well, if Trump gets put in jail, would you still vote for him? And they say, oh, yes, 100%. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Are y'all just that brain dead? I don't understand it. So I'm putting all of them on the kissing list. Anytime you are willing to vote for a person who has been found guilty of breaking multiple laws, but you want this person to run the country, yeah. it's something wrong with you. It's something wrong with you. And we also got to put the the lady, we got to keep it fair though. We got to put the lady prosecutor up there in Georgia, the sister. Oh, what's her name? That Willis. Was involved with the brother up there. And, Fanny. Uh, what's her name? Fanny Willis. Yeah, I'm not sure of her name. I think that's her but, name. Uh, I mean, you know, you're going up against Trump, so you got to stay squeaky clean. Yeah. And for you to hire a gentleman that you were in a, a relationship with to give him some ammunition to use oh. against you, you you just put that case. Now the case mm-hmm. is going to get backed up behind the, the election, past November, and yeah. Trump going to do whatever it takes to win that joint. He's setting it up now with all all the crap, every yeah, everything, all the, the moves that the, all the moves that people are making is in lieu to November when the election comes off. People are gonna just pull the pin, and everything that ain't supposed to work ain't gonna be working. The mailboxes and everything they did everything. before, all that shit's gonna be rigged up. And they're the ones always saying rig when they're the ones rigging everything up. So it's gonna be it's gonna be deep. I'm telling you, November gonna be it's gonna be the damn purge. I'm telling you, I'm gonna give me a bulletproof vest and a, and a fucking crash. I'm gonna stay in the house and vote by mail. Yeah. And the last one I want to add is young folks that still think that it's a good thing to walk around with your pants hanging way off your butt mm-hmm. and all your underwear are visible. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they still keep doing that, but y'all are on the kiss it list because I'm sick of seeing your drawers. Mm-hmm. And I'm also tired of these people that are so lit with weed when uh, you come in the store that I can't even anywhere, stand in line because I'm getting a contact. I'm like, come Sorry. on, y'all. At least spray some Lysol when you get out of your car yeah, or come so, out yeah, the house. Awesome. Don't, you know, don't kill me with this stuff. It just shows that the environment they're in is so involved. Their environment is so involved. they got no respect for anybody else. Because they think that they're yeah. leading the game. And plus, they're high. So what the fuck makes yeah, you Yeah, I'm know? saying, look, if that's what you choose to do, that's your business. Mm. I ain't mad at you. It's your choice. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to be part of it. I'm just mm. trying to buy my groceries, and now I got to stand here and get woozy because you said it yeah. behind me or in front of me. It's ridiculous. And it's coming out of everything. Coming out of their hair, their clothes. I mean, some people walk by you, and they're just in... Engulfed in it. I mean, oh, it's at a red light. I was at a red light, and and my window was partially cracked. All of a sudden, I'm just smelling it. I'm like, good gosh! I had to roll my window up and try to wait for the light to change so I could hurry up and get away from that car. I'm like, this is too much. This is too much. Anyway, get off my soapbox. Uh, Anybody else for the kiss it list? That's it for this well, I would say people put Big O on there, but I don't want to piss off with the oh. old girl. <laughs> <laughs> Kel, I don't want to, you know, talk about your girl. <sighs> but uh, she went a little hard on that cast of uh, 
Purple. But you oh, can't no, you can't believe everything you read, man. But, no, but, I, well, I guess, you can't you can't believe it. You make it be tough love. Be tough love. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, to grown ups, I got tough love for children. I ain't tough love. Okay, well we gonna give everybody their gift for this yeah, week. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here is my Hi, right, welcome back to John Party One. He was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And we're down to the last word. Mm. We're going to get our last words in, and we're going to get out. What's your last word, Papa Didi? Over here. Well, my last word is just uh, like we said earlier, you know, keep your head up. There's a lot going on in all the countries. I mean, Gaza is just destroyed. Nobody can live there anymore. And what I don't understand is that you got to understand where are people going, you know? I mean, are people just trying to leave and go places and get out of them where they are? And what gets me is the hypocrites in the world. I'm sure if, if somebody won, maybe not so much the Grammys, but the Oscars, Whoever wins an Oscar is going to get on stage and somebody's going to say that I am a child of what? Immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. Don't somebody always say that shit when they win? Yeah. I am a child of two immigrant parents. That means, okay, that means that your parents came over there through Texas, under the water, through the barbed wire, like everybody the fuck is doing now. But they did it 30 years ago. So now you're a citizen and everything, your children are citizens, so y'all can get on stage with your Oscar in your hand and talk about it. But you could be anti of the very same people that are coming over here now doing the same shit you did. I don't get that. I don't get that. Some of these foreigners that have made it and successful, they are such fucking hypocrites that it's not even funny. Anyway, that's my last word. Well, my last word is there's a really good series that's airing on National Geographic. If you get National Geographic, check it out. It's called Genius King X. It's a different point of view on Malcolm and Martin. And it was a really interesting, it's a multi-part series. I don't know how many installments there are, but it comes on Thursday nights. Uh, I'm not sure what time, either 8 or 9 o'clock. On National Geographic, it's called Genius. It's about Martin and Malcolm, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. I highly recommend it. You should take a look at it. Happy Black History Month. Condolences to the Madison family. 
and to the Weathers family. And that's my last word. What's your last word, Kim? Um, mm. Oh, boy. I wasn't going to say nothing, but uh, we just need some grace and mercy. And I think these young folks out here, they need to start learning how to kneel down and start praying every night. They need some help and they need some guidance. I know I talk about it every week, just about, but they need some help. They need some help. They really do. And uh, like I said, if they get on their knees and, and, and just ask for grace and mercy, he'll give it to you. He'll work it out for you. Trust and believe that. That's my last word. All righty. Well, on that note, again, right. happy Black History Month. Do something. Celebrate your ancestors. Mm. Celebrate your own ancestors. Not just people in history, but your own family's history. If you don't know who it is in your family, look it up. Find out who's in your family line and celebrate that. Mm. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Cattle. Goodnight. And goodnight until we meet again next week. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night.